We are on the early part of what I would call the wedding season, and I just returned from conducting a wedding uh, in another town, and so I have love on my mind, and today I want to reflect a little bit on what it means to love in a biblical sense. Stay tuned. Hello friends, Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, Senior Pastor of St. Philip the Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. Good to be with you as always. It's been a busy last couple of weeks. Uh, we had Easter, of course, and then uh, in my own life, uh, my wife and I traveled uh, recently for me to conduct a wedding that was out of town and it sort of threw my schedule into a little bit of uh, disarray. And so it's been a little while since I've been with you and it's good to be back. Uh, I hope you're enjoying and celebrating, continuing to celebrate this Easter season, which is the longest season of the church year. It's actually 50 days. And today, because of this wedding that I just conducted, I actually am reflecting or thinking about love. Um, and I have in front of me a few different uh, go-to readings that couples frequently use at weddings, uh, and indeed at the wedding I just conducted, two of these were used. So let me, I'm not going to read the entirety of these readings, but I'll sort of point you to uh, key passages from some of them. Uh, I think without question the most famous uh, passage read at most weddings comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, and that one begins, Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Uh, that same passage goes on to say that love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Um, it concludes with the great, now there is faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Um, the other reading this couple used was from um, one of the epistles in the New Testament, 1 John chapter 4. That includes a famous line, uh, God is love and those who abide in love abide in God and God abides in them. It also includes the line, we love because he first loved us. Um, similar passages that are sometimes used, uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 14, reminds us to clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. In Romans chapter 2, Paul reminds us to love one another with mutual affection. And in the Gospel of John, Jesus himself tells his followers, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. There are others as well, but you get the idea. I lift all of those up <clears throat> just to point out what I would call um, a commonality among those readings, which, which is that all of them are, I think I would use the word, active. They involve our will. They invite us to some kind of choice, right? So um, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures. Those are active verbs. Or uh, those who abide in love, abide in God. Or we love, again, an active thing because God first loved us. Or clothe yourselves with love. What none of them refer to is uh, that love is a feeling, right? So, which is interesting because I would argue that in our culture, when we think of the word love, the first place we go in our imagination, particularly romantic love, is precisely to that, that, oh, well, I feel 
a certain way when I'm with the love of my life. I feel butterflies in my stomach, or I feel like I'm myself, or I feel completed. Now, I'd like to think I'm a reasonably sensitive, romantic even person. Um, I'm not trying to bash on romantic love, but I will say that if all love is is a feeling, then I would argue that it is not really sustainable or durable. It's not a feeling isn't going to last. Um, yes, we may have them maybe at the beginning of a relationship, but it's not going to sustain us for the whole uh, length of a lifetime, let's say. And again, it's not biblical. I would argue from all those readings I just pointed out or just lifted up that, that love, again, is an act of the will. And indeed, that points us to what I think is the best biblical or Christian definition of love out there. It comes from St. Thomas Aquinas. We've talked about him in this place before. He lived in the 1200s. And he's, it's a very simple and even memorable definition of love. And here's what he says. He says, to love is to will the good of the other. To love is to will the good of the other. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. It is an act of the will where we desire what is best for the person we are trying to love. And I will point out that this is also true of God's love for us. God desires what is best for us. And one of the challenges in this fallen, broken, imperfect world is that God's understanding of what is best for us may not always line up with what I and my egotistical self think is best for us. And that's actually maybe not a bad way of thinking uh, about the life of faith generally, which is that the life of faith is really ultimately about uh, over many years, perhaps, perhaps over the work of a lifetime, it's allowing our own vision for what is best for us to more closely line up with uh, God's knowledge and understanding of what is best for us. And uh, trust me, God knows better what is best for us than we do. So I don't know if that's interesting or helpful. As always, I would love to have your thoughts, your reflections, your comments, your questions for future episodes. But today especially, I pray that in your own life, you can receive God's love for you so that you can share that same love with the people around you. Thanks, and as always, be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.